Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. It's a Monday. News, info, comment, all kinds of stuff. Right after this important message. So excited. Wanted to help some of you out today. Getting a lot of well, calls, text, things on Facebook reference to, again, just can't get over the hump in some areas of the demonic. Of course, you know that we're putting our book out and we're putting out a booklet step-by-step how to go through some things called Know Your Enemy. But, uh, well, that's all in the future here, hopefully soon. But I want to introduce you to Jim Logan, an excellent book you can get, Reclaiming Surrendered Ground. Just shared with a brother this morning. I think this would be so helpful. Uh, Dr. Logan has talked to psychiatrists and doctors and, well, the upper echelon in so many areas in in talks. I'm talking hundreds and hundreds of people he's addressed. He knows how far demons can go in the life of a Christian. I consider this just an excellent piece of material of the thousands of books out there on the spirit world. This one is great. Jim Logan, Reclaiming Surrendered Ground. We want to thank all of you that have been praying for us and meetings that we've been having personally, as well as Southwest Radio Church. Next one's coming up in February. We're going to be down in Florida. I think I shared with you, we've already been invited back to Billy Crone's church. And next November, some great meetings coming up across right here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I think it's in April. We'll be having a Southwest Radio Church ministry meeting right here at the Cross Church. So great things happening. Thank you for praying for all of this, including Greg Patton Ministries. And thank you again for those of you that give. You're on our regular prayer list every day for the most part. And we're grateful to each one of you, both individually and family, supporting Greg Patton Ministries. I think I love you. What in the world is going on? Family members who arrive for a Thanksgiving gathering at the home of relatives at Albuquerque, New Mexico, they discovered that a husband had dismembered and disemboweled his wife. What? Albuquerque, New Mexico, the home of Carlin and Connie Daniel. The house was locked, appeared empty when relatives arrived Thursday. They got a hold of police, called 911 for a welfare check. When they couldn't get inside the home, the paper said, citing a criminal complaint filed in Metropolitan Court, but the police couldn't force their way in, they said. So the family took the door hinges off, got inside. They're lying in bed, Carlin Denio, lying in bed, and his wife, Connie, dismembered on the bedroom floor. It was two years ago. Two years ago, he was diagnosed with frontotemporal dementia, which can cause dramatic personality changes emotional withdrawal, and many other mental health issues. My, oh my. In Pennsylvania, police have charged a 16-year-old Bucks County boy as an adult after the boy allegedly confessed to the murder of a young girl who lived in his trader park, did that on Instagram, and asked on Instagram for help in disposing her body. The murder allegedly occurred in the top of the Ridge Trader Park in Ben Salem near Philadelphia, Police say they found the body of a young girl inside of a mobile home on Friday at 4 o'clock, dead of an apparent gunshot wound. Crazy, crazy world. So as you gathered for Thanksgiving, playing any games, one of the all-time favorites, Monopoly. But an alcohol-fueled family game of that turned violent in Tulsa, Oklahoma on Saturday night 
as furniture was overturned, gunfire erupted. Monopoly? A man sent to jail on a charge of assault with a deadly weapon. Officers called at 6 o'clock Saturday night. Gunshots fired at a home near East Admiral Place, North Mingo Road. The caller told police that John Armstrong chased her down a street with a gun and fired shots at her and at her dad. All over Monopoly. Okay. Stories. More stories like this. An Atlanta homeowner opened fire at a group of home invaders on Thanksgiving afternoon. One of them dead, three others wounded. The homeowner won't be charged in the shooting, which police say appears justified, but the surviving suspects are expected to be charged for murder in connection with the death of their alleged accomplice. What's going on in China? Shades of Tiananmen Square. You could be put in prison there if you've heard any criticizing of the president. That could be happening in America before long. After suffering through nearly three years of zero COVID policies, I can't imagine, that have upended people's lives and confined them to their homes for months, some are starting to risk it. They're willing to die for this nonsense. During a series of protests in Shanghai, Beijing, and other cities against COVID restrictions this weekend, Chinese demonstrators were reportedly chanting, Xi Jinping, step down. Communist Party, step down. Democracy, now. Can you imagine in China? They also held up sheets of blank white paper to symbolize the Chinese government's censorship of content it doesn't want spreading around the Internet. China analysts say this kind of public defiance is unprecedented for this president and could spiral into the worst political crisis in Beijing since Tiananmen Square. Other things that might interest you? Amid the team's Tuesday match against Iran, the U.S. Soccer Federation briefly displayed the Iranian flag on social media without the emblem of the Islamic Republic. It was intentional. The post aimed to show the organization's support for the women in Iran fighting for basic human rights. Per U.S. soccer media officer Michael Kahneman, an angry Iranian soccer federation urged FIFA to expel the United States from the World Cup since it had disrespected the country's flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Frontier, you're going to go flying? Frontier, no one's going to pick up if you call them. In a bid to cut costs there, the budget airline has nixed its call center that allowed customers to speak to a real live person, something that doesn't happen much anymore. To get in touch with Frontier, you can start a live chat on its website, hit the company up on social media, or even message it on WhatsApp. Frontier's definitely been doing things its own way recently. This month, it released a $799 all-you-can-fly annual subscription plan. Really? $799? Fly all the time? Okay. What's happening with Disney? Strange World. Animated movie Strange World. Registered one of the worst opening weekends in history for Disney, and it's on track to lose $100 million overall, according to those who watch these things. Coming after light years flop, the box office bomb will draw the attention of newly installed CEO Bob Iger. He's back again. Who needs to figure out how are we going to revive Disney's once vaulted animation lineup? Disney in trouble. Will they pull up in time? And this is the new America. Are you non-woke? Not particularly 
correct politically anyway, certainly not on board with the extreme ideology of contemporary America, the new America, where men can simply say they're women and you're supposed to call them miss or missus on hospital systems kicking you to the curb. What's your problem? Mass General Brigham, a wealthy healthcare system in Massachusetts, is imposing a, a code of conduct. The code covers not only verbal threats, vulgar words, but also threatens you for offensive comments about others' race, accent, religion, gender, sexual orientation, or anything else personal. Bah humbug. One question. Where's my gun? In business news, like your birthday, is that a big deal? Or watching the Oscars? What is that? Black Friday has become an event that people are less hyped about every year now. Still, the shopping extravaganza can reveal some important insights about the consumer, you, especially in this era of soaring inflation. Americans spent $9.12 billion shopping online on Black Friday. That's a 2.3% increase from last year and a new record high. However, Take that number with a grain of salt, since inflation is running at nearly 8% and helped drive overall spending. Everyone needs new gadgets, right? Retailers offered some of their heaviest discounts on electronics, and people pounced on it everywhere. Electronic purchases jumped 221% on Black Friday compared to the average October day. Gaming, toys, exercise equipment purchases were also very popular. Buy now, pay later. That's really a big surge. Orders taking advantage of interest-free installment plans. The AKA buy now, pay later. That jumped 78% on Black Friday over a week before perhaps a sign that Americans are stretching their budget to shell out for the big purchases. Who needs a desktop? Phones accounted for a record 50% of all Black Friday online purchases. 50%. And of course today, what is it? Oh, Cyber Monday, which is expected to be an even bigger online shopping day than Black Friday. You are projected to spend $11.2 billion today online buying goodies. I don't know. In brief, the Biden administration allowed Chevron to resume oil production in Venezuela. Imagine that. 36 months after the U.S. banned oil drilling activities in the country. Of course, to help destroy America the first day in office, Biden what, shut down the pipelines here. It's all a communist plot. Former President Trump dined with uh, rapper Ye, formerly known as Kanye West, and prominent white nationalist Nick Fuentes at his Mar-a-Lago residence drawing criticism from some fellow Republicans. It's not looking good, Donald. Just one boo-boo after another. Agatha Christie, The Mousetrap, the world's longest-running play, is going to be coming to Broadway next year. And here it is for all of you dog lovers. I love dogs, but I never watch the dog shows. I don't like those things. Anyway, a French bulldog named Winston has been declared the winner of the National Dog Show. There you have it. And finally, who said that? And I think I would agree with this. Watching church on television or live stream is like watching a fireplace on a screen. You see the thing going on, but you don't feel the warmth. You gotta go to church. I agree. This one will make you think. The very first Christmas was quite simple. It's okay if yours is too. 
unperfectly simple. I like this one. A message for mom could be for dad, too, I guess. Thank you for supporting me even when I pushed you away. Thank you for showing me it's okay to make mistakes. Thank you for taking care of me because I still need you. Thank you for showing me what unconditional love truly is. And thank you for being my teacher, my mentor, and my best friend. Thank you. I love you. Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this. Well, I did it again, looked all over my Facebook page, and you were not there. I know that you're listening. I know you want to keep in touch. Facebook, really the best thing we have for now. I'd like to replace it, but well, you know how that is. And hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of you are there, and we get back and forth all the time. Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. New folks from Nevada and Texas and California, just as a result of our meeting with Billy Crone out there at Sunrise Bible Church. Thank you for being there. I like to help you. I know you like to help me. We are friends. We are brothers and sisters in Christ for the most part. So be involved. And thank you once again for being a part of Greg Patton Ministries, producer of Hello World, coming your way every day at this time, Monday through Friday. I just want to thank you for being here and your support. God bless you. You are special. So let me ask you, have you ever watched people endure painful burdens and heartaches in life? Sure you have. If so, you may have noticed that some face trials with remarkable positive attitudes, while while others seem to be shattered even by small difficulties. Since no one's life is entirely free of trouble, hardship, it's important to understand how God wants you to bear them, my friend. Really, there are three different sources for struggles that we encounter. Sometimes there are situations we bring upon ourselves, been there, done that, while other times there are purely the work of the devil. You know that's true. And some of these things come directly from the hand of God. People struggle with that way. Our challenges vary greatly. A single Christian mom may have the awesome responsibility of raising kids in an ungodly world that seeks to destroy those kids. An angry misunderstanding may leave the head of the household without a job. Or a past sin can result in deep scars of guilt that weigh a person down. Regardless of the type of problem or its source, the question is how do we handle these burdens that come our way? Don't you want to know that? I do. Jesus never vows to totally remove our difficulty, but he promises to deal with our trial in such a way that we no longer have to carry its weight. Some distressing situations like, well, terminal illness, absolutely. Caring for that disabled relative, maybe your mom or dad. Or the death of a loved one. Those are permanent, as far as this life is concerned anyway. Some people might find the idea of the ongoing trial discouraging, but the Christian must remember that we are not to handle these matters on our own strength. No, God wants to lift our load. God wants to carry that thing for us. He personally invites every one of us who's weary to find refreshment in him. Read 1 John 5, 3. Of course, all of us would prefer to bypass painful circumstances altogether, but God knows that our hardships, our heartaches, those are the things that we're unable to handle on our own, form kind of a fertile soil, if you will, for our spiritual growth and increasing dependence upon Almighty God. How can we know that Jesus Christ is the burden bearer unless we get under a burden ourselves trying to deal with our thing in our own way? 
and then experienced the relief of letting him carry the weight. Oftentimes, the difficulties God has sent allowed us to have in our lives have been so unpleasant. I know this is true for me that I, I prayed he would remove them. Do it now. However, when I look back later and realize that all my suffering had taught me about God, I prayed, thank you, Lord. You know better than I did. Thank you for not making it easy. We've had a couple of circumstances that we've talked about on this very radio program. One, the demonic attack. Worst thing that ever happened to me in my life. That was for starters. When it was all over with, you've heard me say it on this show, best thing that ever happened to me in my life other than salvation. It was quite a struggle, but to see God work out all the details. And then my wife in 2012, getting very, very ill, and according to those who keep track of these things, lost life three times, and they brought her back. And after all that time in the intensive care unit and hundreds of thousands of dollars in expenses, he taught some great lessons there. It was awful at the time. So it goes without saying that we all prefer a more comfortable and really a trouble-free life. Wouldn't that be great? But what we have to ask is, do I want what my flesh wants, which is ease and comfort and pleasure and no trouble, or do I want to become a godly person, the one that God wants me to be? Because it's really a choice for everyone listening to this program. At the same time, while hardships are to be expected, we should recognize God never intended that the Christian, this Christian life, should be that difficult. John 16, He wants us to know that no matter what that burden is, when you come to Him, He will lift the weight of it if we allow Him to do so. Whenever you're dealing with a heavy burden, my friend, turn to Matthew 11, 28, 29, and 30 for the wisdom from God. It says, Come to me. All you who are weary and heavy laden, that's you, isn't it? And I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest in your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. From this passage, we can learn really four major things, and we need to learn them. Number one, to humble ourselves. So hard, and every Christian needs it. It's humbling to admit that you're struggling with a problem. Nobody wants to do that. Why? you got so much pride, you can't do that. Well, I'm telling you, my friend, you cannot handle it. Some people will not let their facade down of being in control. I got this. And insist, I'm talking about Christians now, and insist they can and will handle the situation no matter what comes along. But there are burdens in life that no person in his or her own strength can bear successfully. Why do you think drugs are so prevalent and getting worse every day? Hmm? Years ago, I used to go to happy hour. That caters to people trying to run from inescapable burdens. The world's answers often do seek help by some substance, a new relationship, perhaps a dishonest act or a statement, and none of those things ever work. God's solution, on the other hand, is simply come. Christ is the one-stop place for all of your burdens, my friend. He and he alone is able to deal with your affliction. But first, you must admit that you have a problem. True humility, in fact, occasionally involves, well, more than opening up to the Lord. He may also want you to share your burden with someone else. Maybe someone he has sent your way to help you carry that thing. Oftentimes, that barrier to God's help is that we're just too proud. And then we need to submit 
After talking about her being heavy laden, Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. His audience's first reaction must have been, wait a minute. He is making his appeal to people who feel burdened under the weight of life's cares, and he says to take a yoke upon us. That doesn't make sense. The piece of equipment described here was a wooden log shaped to harness two oxen and keep them locked together so that they would share the load. In the scriptures, a yoke also implied slavery or obligation. But Jesus is not speaking about adding to our burden. Instead, he's telling us to submit to his will. Then when we get in the yoke with him, we can walk together and pull together. In fact, when we submit to Christ, our load will lighten because our omnipotent Lord will bear the weight. However, you can't simply cast your care upon the Lord and walk away free. That's not how it works. We must also submit ourselves to him. And then, after all, what are the burdens? They're not just problems that can be surgically eliminated from life. Rather, they are the way we think and the feelings that weigh us down. The only way the Lord will lift your burden is by getting under the load there. Huh? He must have all of you, my friend, not simply the problem you want removed. As you allow Christ to control you, he will, in fact, be dealing with your burden. And then learn of him. Jesus tells us what he wants us to do in walking in unison with him under his yoke of love. We can move in step with the Lord only as we learn about who he is, which is a prerequisite for our being able to obey him. It'd be a terrible contradiction to think that we could unload our heartaches and problems on God and then proceed on with our life as we want. The reason we live under that heavy weight of burden is that we are not submissive to God, but rather insist on having our own way, right? If a Christian sins against the Lord, the Holy Spirit will convict that person of wrongdoing, and that's important. In order to be released from the weight of that load, the believer may need to make a specific decision to end that whole thing. And then finally, trust. While God does not say he will remove the burden, verse 29 promises what he will give you, rest for your soul. Lugging around a weighty problem is like taking a mountain hike and having a 100-pound backpack strapped on. We become fatigued, discouraged, and can easily start getting into despair. Our caring Heavenly Father offers relief so that we'll no longer be worn and weary. As you trust God and begin to act on His most generous offer for your life, you place yourself in a position to receive His promised blessings. So let me ask you, are you, are you carrying an oppressive burden today? Jesus Christ is offering you another way. And remember, that his yoke is what? Light. It's not going to bend you, not going to break you, will not destroy you, regardless of what Satan and his demons are telling you. On the contrary, submission to the Lord will actually lift you up. Let God take the weight of that burden today. You were never meant to carry it in the first place. In exchange, he's going to give you the Holy Spirit's power to enable you to face any of life's challenges coming your way. Isn't that a great message? And finally, just a reality check. So this guy hands a picture to his grandson. This is your great-grandma and your great-grandpa. What do you think, honey? Do I look like them? He shook his head and said, not yet, but you're getting there. <laughs> Won't be long, will it? Hey, for you and me on this Monday, it's one step closer to heaven. We're going to be with Jesus before too long. Amen. You are saved, right? You've trusted Christ as Savior. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Why not do that today? 
Ask God to forgive you of your sins and trust Jesus Christ as Savior. It'll be the greatest day of your life if you do that. Once again, like us on Facebook, Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. Want to hear past programs last month, last year? Yep, go to gregpatton.com. Right there on the front page, you can't miss it. Add Massey for another day. Trust you're going to have a great day. Let's get started for the Lord, huh? And that's the way it is, November 28, 2022. I'm Greg Patton. God bless. Have a super day.